Welcome to Good Friends Podcast, Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. Good Friends is a national vitiligo support community founded by Valerie Mullineau. For more information about Good Friends, you can visit us at www.bitfriends.org. Or you can call me at 844-374-3639, extension 804. You can also email me at LLNLpodcast with an S at gmail.com. Again, that is LLNLpodcasts at gmail.com. Welcome to Bit Friends Podcast, Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. So on today's show, I have two special guests. I have Dawn and Clarence. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Hello, hello. Uh, hey, I'm glad to have you two here. You know, I had the wonderful opportunity of meeting you two at World Vitiligo Day 2022. Although, indirectly, Dawn, we've met, I think, through meetings and stuff like that, but I've never had the chance to meet you in person. Right. And it was an honor to meet you too, Clarence. Um, and I think we officially met at IHOP that breakfast yeah. that morning. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and for our listeners, yes, the... Um, I'm going to say both of you are members of the vitiligo community, you know, uh, and I say that because Dawn, you have vitiligo and Clarence, you are part of the community because you support us. So we appreciate that. Thank you. Glad to be so a part want, of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes. Um, <laughs> you said at times. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes I, I, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. You know, we, we all have those moments where I'm like, man, I wish I could reverse this whole thing. You know, I, I, I wish I can go in Dexter's lab and come up with something and boom, the like was gone. But it's been a struggle. So, yes, <laughs> absolutely. We, the, the thing we've all experienced that and probably still experiencing it. Absolutely. It's called a journey. It's called a journey. It sure is. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about it. Since you said it's called a journey, let's share a little bit about your journey. I know you've been on a podcast before. Uh, first time on my show. But I, um, for our listeners that may have missed the other one, you know, share a little bit about. Um, how long you've had vitiligo, um, and what was it like growing up with it? I've had vitiligo well before I was actually diagnosed when I was born, and I just turned 43 on June 19th. And that was a, my mom said it was a white spot on the back of my right leg. It didn't progress, or I really didn't take notice of it till maybe a, a teenager, probably 13, 14. I think when life started changing and adolescence started kicking in, mm-hmm. that's when it really started showing us itself to where I was more more noticeable for me. And after I was noticing, I know everybody around me was noticing that too. But I didn't get diagnosed until I was like 13, 14 at the oh, most. Wow. And he said, there's really nothing that you can do. And he said, you know, the condition that Michael Jackson has, right. you have that too. I was like, okay. And so I realized that well, Michael Jackson had ended up switching his dark complexion to a lighter skin complexion. I was like, oh, okay. If he didn't take any treatments, and I'm okay because I don't need any treatments either. So that's when I finally accepted who I was. And like right. I always say, it's a kiss from God. And so just to realize this, I'm all kissed by God and he loves me, I'm okay with it. Absolutely. Hey, hey you know, I'm glad you said that because that's a part of the journey getting to that stage where you love who you are, regardless of what you look like. And I right. think the society has forced a lot of us to focus on what we look like more than who we are in the inside. Right. It's more of our character than the shell, you know? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
and 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 I'm gonna be honest. Um, growing up, you know, when I saw Michael Jackson and his transition, I you know I didn't have vitiligo, so I was a part of that crew that thought it was funny. You know, oh, he looks wow. like Skeletor now, and he's oh, he went from black to white, and not knowing that this condition was serious. But it was a time where I think we didn't have the proper information. I'm exactly. sure it was there, but we didn't have access to it. Exactly. Um, did you seek treatment after afterwards? No, because he told me there was nothing out there right, right, right. to be treated with besides makeup. And, okay. and actually okay. the journey, I guess, really started and it really was like, hmm, okay, should I do this? My aunt and cousin took me to our local mall and that's when all the stores was open. And the malls where ain't no ain't no malls stores open in the mall now. But they asked me to take me to a makeup counter, and right. it was a white lady that put makeup on me. And I was my face was demigtate then. It was like discoloring then. Right. And I it really didn't affect me any, but I guess it affected them. But they was like, go ahead and try it. And I couldn't wait to get home because I was so full in makeup. I looked like a clam, and oh, I couldn't God. wait to get it washed off because I'm. Like I've always said, I'm too cheap for makeup and too lazy to apply. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get home and wash that off because it right. made me made me feel uglier than what I was. Right, absolutely. I I understand that. Um, I was offered makeup, but I'm like I don't have enough to cover. I have a little bit about around my mouth. Okay, so if I shaved, <laughs> it, mm -hmm. it's white in the corners and lips discolored. But I'm like I don't need makeup, you know. Right. Um, but sometimes I think when you talk to certain doctors or dermatologists, they feel, let me try something that might work for this person. Because I was offered the laser therapy. I was offered the UVB for my hands and other parts. I was like, nah, I don't want any of that stuff. You know? Right. Um, and when you talk about laser, I'm like, mm, nah, I'm good. I, I don't think I want a, a laser cutting into my body. Yeah. You know? But I not, but I do understand there are some people that want these treatments that seek these. Yeah, they do, um, and I can understand that. Right, absolutely. Excuse me, they really haven't accepted other change that they're going through. So I can I can understand both sides of getting the treatment versus right. that those who don't want to get the treatment. Right, absolutely. Now, I, and I have said to friends before, I say, you know, yeah, I would prefer my skin to be all one tone. I said, but right now it's not it's multicolored, so it, it's it's kind of where i'm at you know but yeah i would prefer to be one one skin tone but it's not yeah because when it first started on my face it was like you around my lips and i would mm -hmm. get talked about getting too much milk but leave the milk <laughs> right the lighter skin complexion and then the top of my eyelid it started losing its pigmentation too that's right, when it right. really starts going like outwardly so everybody else can see it. <clears throat> Absolutely. Now, um, knowing that you didn't seek treatment, and the only treatment I did was the cream, they do have the new um, treatment that we're hoping the FDA approves right, through Insight. Right. Um, and hopefully we'll learn by the end of the night, July 18th, hopefully July 19th, people will wake up and go, oh, there's a new treatment on the market. Yeah. And, and just my thought, I... I hope it works the way they intend, that it gives somebody hope. Um, yeah. um, and, and I know we just kind of said, you know, you're not against treatments. I'm not against them. No, I'm not. 
I just I just hope that when doctors prescribe treatments that it's it works for its intended purpose. You know, yes. if it's designed yeah. to work on your face, let it do that. Yeah. Um if it's not designed to work on the hands and feet, you know, or other areas, then please say that because that uh, I don't want us to give any false hope also. to somebody and they're putting on this cream that could be expensive, you know, and hopefully, you know, insurance, if it gets FDA approved, then insurance will cover it. And, and they'll feel better about applying this cream that's going to work. And I just spent this money on it, you know, because um, I always felt like the cream I had was a waste. We call them side effects. We hope the side effects ain't worth it. What what it is worse than what they're going through now? Absolutely, absolutely, and and that is a concern. You know what happens using this new treatment five years from now? What what's going to be the impact on us? Right. You know, is it going to affect right. something else? Right. Um. So let me let me switch gears because you know we're going to honor each other's each other's time, and I and I have a few more questions and some things I want to talk about. Let's talk about the importance of support systems. Uh, where exactly are you located? I'm exactly located in Muncie, Indiana, home of Ball okay. State. So oh, about okay. five minutes away from Indianapolis. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, cool, cool. Now, um, have you participated in support communities or? Um... I am a part of Fearfully Wonderfully Made um, mm -hmm. Indianapolis with Denise Crumbs. Is that what it's called? Okay. Denise Blanks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And, and can you just share with our listeners why you feel support communities are important? It's very important, especially when I was feeling down and out. I know who I can call, Denise specifically, and allow her to hear what I'm going through. And then she can say, oh, I'm going through that too, or I've been through that, or even send me to someone that's, oh, you've been there, so I've been there with you. And just to, you know, throw like a bouncing ball, you go back and forth with each other. You know, catch right. that ball and release and relate and let it go. Absolutely. So support system is very, very important. Do anything, not even vitiligo community, but all the communities. A absolutely. If I, scratch, if I can scratch your back, I'm hoping you scratch mine. If you right. give me words of wisdom, hopefully I can give you words of wisdom to continue on the journey, whatever journey you're going through. So community engagement is very very important absolutely and you said something that's very important that we don't often think about within our vitiligo community it doesn't always have to be a vitiligo support community a community no. of support can come from anywhere yeah um and, and not just a community having a support system does not always involve a lot of people nope it can involve that that gentleman sitting right next to you on your couch because you know if the bigger the community bigger big heads began or right. bigger began or bigger <laughs> eyes and little teeth right. and all we don't need it's it's okay to have a big community but it's sometimes it's good to have a small community to let Absolutely. that whatever you say is staying between you and that person and right. to let like linger out to other communities so either right. big or small is good but also have that small community is and, and then my husband for 14 years two weeks ago He's a huge, huge support to my community. Absolutely. And and, and I want to say that for because I, I feel our our vitiligo family members, that's globally, sometimes we 
we have that challenge of finding that one special person that we can talk to right or that we can connect with and and i say you know when you're in a marriage that should be your spouse right your spouse should be your strength when you have those rough moments because guess what when you're having it he's there yeah you know and um sally's not always right you got to that right one and find that right one that that understands what you're going through sometimes it ain't always like that that's true that is so true and, and and it is important though for us to have somebody we can we can lean on that can guide us in the right direction because exactly. we don't always make good decisions when we are at that that low stage that low point you know yeah. um, we have this perception that vitiligo you know once you've accepted yourself that you've made it you know you've reached this this pinnacle of of life no. We still got those hard moments where we may make some poor choices and we need somebody that's going to hold us accountable. Yeah. And then when your father there to pick you up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe scratch, scratch stuff off and get back up and let's try it again. Mm-hmm. And if they if they, they can't pick you up, they can drag you along. Hey, we just pull you. You know, why not? You better not drag me along. <laughs> Be skinned so, easy. You know, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Clarence, um, I know you're there, sir. And um, can you can you share just your observations, your input about vitiligo from a spouse's perspective? Because a lot of times we don't hear from the other side. We hear from people living with the condition, but you live with somebody with the condition. So, what are some of your some of your observations or the impact on your life? Knowing you know your wife has this condition, and you've met other people. Uh, really. The impact is really, I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but it is that big of a deal because I just have to be more open-minded and more careful of the different things that we do, you know, especially if someone we're going to be outside. You right. know, there's oftentimes we'll go outside and she'll forget or put her sunscreen or something on, or she don't have her hat. Like, hey, where's your hat? Do you put your sunscreen on? Oh, no, I don't need it. No, you just need to go and put it on just in case. Because even though the suns maybe may not really be bright, you can still burn. Right, absolutely. You know, so just really making sure, you know, that we're doing things that's not going to exclude her or make her feel bad because she can't be in the sunlight for an extended period of time. You know, like sometimes our girls want to go do some things like, hey, you know what, mommy can't do that because she's going to be outside, you know. Y'all do this and we'll go do this or something like that, so. I mean, I had seen Vitiligo growing up, but I didn't know what it was. Right. Like, in the city I grew up, I grew up in the city in Anderson. And there was one guy that I knew of that had the condition, but we didn't know what it was. I was we was like scared to death of it. Cause we thought he had something that was contagious because it was all over his face and stuff, two colors. It was like, oh my gosh, what is that? And so then, you know, we heard about Michael Jackson, you know, talking about, oh my, Michael Jackson bleached his skin. So not really knowing what the condition was until really when I met her and then I understood what it really was and things like that and then how how big a deal it was to where, you know, you have to be careful then. Had to go through and actually seen her one time when she was in the sun and didn't put anything on and paid for it the next couple of days because she was miserable. <laughs> right. Yeah. Burn. You, you know, so that's, I mean, that's, to me, it's really just really been open-minded and caring for to make sure that even when she's not looking, that you have to make sure you're, you're looking at, you know, what's really going on. 
Right, right. And that's that's very important because we slip as people. We forget, you know, and we're not always thinking in terms of, oh, my bit of light goes. Sometimes we just want to do things. We want to get out. Yeah. And it's good to have somebody on your side that says, hey, remember, you can't do X, Y, Z. Or in order to do this, put this on or wear this. Yeah. Yeah. That's very good. Um, and, and, And I think it's important for like whether you have children or your siblings and, and aunts and uncles to understand and know the condition. Cause I not necessarily treat to treat us differently, mm-hmm. but just to know that, you know, we may not be able to do everything that you do, you know, yeah. um, or we might have to modify the time we're outside or why we're sitting with this big old hat on and everybody <laughs> or umbrella and everybody else is just having a good old time, you know, it, but if they don't understand it, yeah, they can't support us properly, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's why I always, I always think, and I always say that the education piece is the key. Yeah. Not just educating our community, but educating the people around us that support us, the fr- right. family, the friends, coworkers, all the people. Right. And you don't have to do it in the form of a forum. You could just right. a little knowledge here, or there. Hey, I can't be outside because X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. Oh, they just learned. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, no problem. You know, right. um, that, and I don't know if y'all saw the post I put up there. I have a shirt that I just made. It says vitiligo, you know, it's not contagious. Love is. Mm-hmm. And I that's, that's intentional. You know, I want people to understand when I had a lot of eyes on it. Vitiligo is not contagious. That's the first thing I want them to know. I'm not contagious, you know, right. um, because we have ignorant people in this world. Uh, we have people that are not informed. Um, I've had somebody make a, made a comment to me um, several years ago, asked me, was it leprosy? Mm-hmm. And, well, and my, but back then, I didn't know how to really address it. Uh-huh. Now, I might have chased that person just what my mindset is. Oh, you think it's leprosy? Okay, come here. <laughs> you know, but I won't do that. But it, it's important for us to educate people. And explain, you no, know, vitiligo is not leprosy. Right. Uh, leprosy is something that's contagious and deadly. Vitiligo is not contagious or deadly. Yeah. You know, yeah. it just, it changes our lifestyle until we can get a hold of that lifestyle and, and travel on our journey. That's really right. what it does. Um, have Real quick, before we, we kind of move to a different direction, um, have you ever experienced some of the, the, I say the mental side effects, you know, with the depression, anxiety, some of the things we talked about, um, and, and how how did you get through that, or how did you cope with, you know, some of those challenges? What did I for? Thank God. For our listeners, you can't see what I see because we are on video. Um, but yeah, I, I see Clarence shaking his head. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, let's talk about it. And Clarence, you, like you talk, you can talk from your point of view because guess what? We don't always see it. We think we're doing what's normal and natural to us, but other people see things. Right. And I, I, I noticed it first because I, I was one who that dealt with some depression, things like that. And so I actually noticed it. And at first, you know, she was one, she was like, I didn't know what I was talking about. And then when she really owned up to really dealing with it, you know, and I've noticed that when, when you go through stuff like that and being on this side, 
you know, people always want to say, what you want to do, what you want to do. A lot of times, all you really can do is just be there for somebody, just continue to encourage them and give them those words of affirmation. You know what? You're beautiful. You know, I've seen her come a long way because when we first got together, she wouldn't wear any type of sundresses, anything like that, nothing to show her skin because she really, even though she was comfortable, she wasn't comfortable in her skin. You know, now as she's coming along with now, she'll put her sundresses on, you know, and when those days, you know, because, you know, some days she'll, she'll get down because she can't be in the sun. Right. But, hey, you know what? You're you're beautiful. You know, there's nothing wrong. You know, we can modify doing this, doing that, you know. So when when people are going through those days, you, they need somebody that's going to be there just to, just to listen sometimes and just be there to encourage them to keep on going. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, you know, it, it's interesting, though, because I even have my days, you know, I, you know, and, and I admit I have my days where I'll, I'll go to work. I'll go to places like Walmart, Target, and I'm good with that. But I don't want to really be out socially, mm-hmm. you know. And, and it's because I'm, I feel like I'm transitioning. Again, you know, I think Vitalik was a transition. You know, yeah. when I see a little spot, like, oh, there's a spot. Okay, let me, let me, let me get myself together. You know, and, and I mentioned on, on the last podcast I did with Valerie, I have, my Vitalik was very slow moving. Yeah. It's moving, but for having it for 20 something years, it's moving really slow. Wow. And I'm like, wow. And I look at pictures, I'm like, oh, that spot did change. Wait a minute, mm-hmm. what happened to this spot? You know? <laughs> and and that's where one of the mysteries, but it still doesn't change the fact that I might feel a little anxiety. Right. Like, man, it's it's a hundred degrees. I'm gonna put on shorts. Now I'm gonna wear these, you know, cargo pants. So I'm gonna put on my jeans. I'm burning up in the car. Then I'm like, man, I should put on my shorts. But that's that. Those are that's that battle, you know, that mental internal battle. Yeah. Like, and and today, you know, I wanted to wear shorts, but I'm like, I'm going roller skating. I am not wearing shorts and roller skates with kids, and you know, and and a part of it was, you know, like, do I want to be on a on a skating rink with my vitiligo showing? Already, I've had kids. Had, had a kid. I got to put this out there. Had a kid stop me last week. He said, um, <laughs> let me ask you a question. I was like, oh, here we go. Aww. And this is at the roller skating ring. He said, um, is your, did you get sunburn? And I was like, no, 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 it's not sunburn. This is what's called vitiligo. I said, I have a loss of color in my skin. So he said, um, are you mixed? Like, oh, what? He said, yeah, because your skin, you got black and white skin. Are you mixed? I was like, no, no, no. It, it's a condition. I said, my body takes away my pigmentation. I could tell he didn't get it. He yeah. had to be about seven, yeah. but he did not understand it. He didn't get it. Yeah. But in his mind was, this man's skin is mixed because he, he has these two different colors. Uh, once I said it wasn't sunburn, you know, he was good with that. But then he was just really trying to figure out, wait a minute, I've never seen this before. It was a teachable moment for me, but I also felt a little insecure just for a brief moment because I'm thinking right. if the child notices it, everybody else in here notices it. Right. Nobody's right. going to say anything, but I can see the looks, you know, right. but nobody, nobody mentions it. Nobody says anything. And I, and I think for me, I'd rather for you to say something than <laughs> look and whisper to somebody, just say it. I can tell you what it is. I'm good. Um, yeah. But, but. I'm better at handling that part of it. Um, how do you get through those days? You know, I know 
and Claire was saying that he mentioned um, noticing it, but how did you get to those, those rough moments where you may feel uh, a little insecure about how do you conquer that? Well, just to go back a little bit, speaking of community, he's a pastor and I'm a first lady. Mm -hmm. And we, and I think sharing my experience with some of the people in the church, they say, well, first lady, where's your hat? First lady, where's your sunscreen? So there, right. that comes that community too. Somebody being subconscious of what you're going through and they not have, you want you to have those side effects of being something because they know, forget it, get it together. I'm going to go ahead and buy you an umbrella so when we outside, you have your umbrella. <laughs> right. And just the thing about what you said about the little boy, I had a woman come up to me uh, Saturday. We was out in the, we had to go to a walk and I couldn't be out in the sun. I was like, why are you not walking? I was like, I can't be in the sun. And this lady had came to our church and I had Denise come to speak. Denise has Little Ligo as well. And mm -hmm. she shared stories of, and testimonies of Little Ligo and the history of Little Ligo. So she realized, she said, well, I thought you were just a uh, mixed lady, as a little boy said to you, or you were just fair skin. Well, I was already fair right. skin, now I'm fairer skin. But to accept in my mind that God didn't make a mistake when he made me and the, the journey that he's allowed me to walk through, just to finally accept. And some days I do have those, man, I wish this just be done with. And now, even a couple of weeks ago, I'm regaining my pigmentation up under my, my eye. I was like, I don't want to go back. I'm so used to having that that fair, light skin, white skin, you know, right. that I don't want to go back because I have to do that whole process again. I don't want to yep. redo that process again. He's allowed me to go through that process. I don't want to go back with it. But some days it can be a mental, mental thing. Thank God for therapy and thank God for medication. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and I know we, we don't always like to talk about therapy and medication, but that stuff is important. Talk, yeah, oh, it helps you. I love it. I campaign <laughs> all day, every day about some therapy. <laughs> you know, that's right. Um, <laughs> I'm going to switch gears. Um just a little bit. Um, I'm probably going to move this conversation forward. We have a storm popping up, so I'm not going to stay on too long. And for okay. our listeners, yes, I'm in the South and it's extremely hot. Uh, temperatures can feel up to 100 plus degrees and we are getting late night storms. Uh -oh. Never fails. Well, we went um, all day yesterday, so we, we know exactly what you're going through. Absolutely. Yes. Um, let's talk about World Vitiligo Day 2022. What was your experience, yours and yours, Clarence? Like you, it was my first time going and just to finally put names to faces and actually see, oh, wow, there is people that actually look like me in flesh. That right. was one. And then to see, it was actually, because I had mentioned it before, my number one reason of going was not, on, not only the community and support, but because I never really had pictures of the progress of me transitioning. But to see one young lady I was like, wow, I used to look like her, but not really have pictures of seeing me. I was like, wow, I can see the difference. And just to allow them young people, it was, it made my heart happy and feel that I can be an example to them. Not give up on yourself, love yourself, embrace yourself, and just enjoy life because you only get one life. So that was my number one thing. And just to meet all those that I've seen on Zoom and on Facebook, just to embrace them and love them. It was like a family reunion. They always say it's like a family reunion. 
but to really experience it and not be blood related, it, it was an amazing thing. It was Absolutely. amazing. I'm still on the high. And I was a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Absolutely. Uh, before we get to Clarence, um, yeah, I, I'm still there. That's why I want to hear as many voices as possible. T keep talking about it. Keep spreading information about, you know, vitiligo awareness because and education, because I said it just because it was June, it doesn't stop. And right. we should all right. be excited about sharing information about vitiligo. Right. Absolutely. And, and it, it was it cost a lot of money to be depressed, to be down and out and just to just to have so many negativity things to say uh, what right. we're getting now it was i don't i don't understand that part i don't know but just to embrace one another and allow us to know each other that we love each other no matter what we're going through we're here on this earth to be an example to somebody else both younger and old right absolutely mr clarence what was your experience I, honestly it was I got more out of out of it than I actually thought I was going to get out of it. I literally was planning on just going. Uh, I told her I was going to go to the room. I was going to chill in the room while she was doing her thing. And I was just going to relax. But I enjoyed seeing the different people coming together from all over the place. Uh, I really enjoyed seeing the doctors, you know, talking to everybody like they're normal people. Right. Not they're above everybody, but they're on the same level. And it was just, I mean, it's like I've actually got to the point now to where I'm looking. At, I've asked her, hey, have you ever thought about doing this here in this city, you know, doing this? You know, it's like being more of a spokesperson. You know, I don't have it, but being more of a spokesperson to those who do have it and just be able to help those, especially the kids that we have. We have a, a one young man at our church <laughs> who, who's got vitiligo. Mm -hmm. And uh, she, I know my wife talks to him all the time. Always. But just really being there for the people, I mean, I really, it was like a convention. I mean, I grow up going to conventions and stuff that most of them are boring, but there was convention <laughs> like no other, you know, a good time seeing people get along, you know, no matter what, you know, and to see people come over like from Honduras and from Puerto Rico mm -hmm. and yeah. Canada, it's like, man, these people come all from all over, literally all over the country just to come and just to be supportive of each other. To me, that was, that was just amazing. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, it was a weekend where I think we could just be ourselves fully, you know, exactly. it was no judgment, no nothing. We know what our skin looks like. We know we all look different and it was good to see the differences in vitiligo because yes. the yes. perception is that it all looks the same. Yeah. No, no, you put no. 20 people in the same room with vitiligo, it's going to no. look different. Yeah. And I agree with you, Clarence. It was great seeing the doctors interact with us. I love you it. You know, hanging out with us, dancing with us, you know, yes. just sharing and just being people, you know. Yes. And and I and I pray that um, going forward that more of the general public will come. Um, I know in Atlanta, I know um, going back, Denise, not Denise, um, Diane did that. Um, she invited the general public. Yeah. Um, I wish we would have had more of the general public there this convention, but I think it was more for us. You know, it right. was th this is the third year that we were going to try to have this thing. We yes. had it. It worked. We were able to connect, um, make a lot of connections. Like you said, from across the globe, um, 
we understand that our international community could not be there in full force. Um, but I, I did speak to several people that day. I went live a couple of times and a few people joined in just to say hi. You know, that was it. And um, and on Facebook, you know, just talking to people. It, it's a celebration of all of us right. Right. that are going on this journey. Um, and we need to keep we need to keep celebrating each other because I of think course. that's going to help a lot of us on our on our walk. You know, of course, of course. Um, looking forward to Atlanta. Um, I would like to see more of the general public come out for Atlanta. And I'm inviting some friends that live there. Hey, yo, we have this conference. We want you to come out. Please support us. You know, because I think once the general public understands vitiligo, it helps spread the word to everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um, one last thing before we, oh, sorry, Clarence, you had something? Like that guy uh, who did the book Uni and Wee Wee or Wooey or yeah. whatever the thing, you know, he doesn't have it, but mm-hmm. he was able to be able to get in touch and to be able to grasp the knowledge and stuff. So I think, you know, even stuff like that, it was right. good to see somebody who, who's not really from the community, right. but then get into the community to be able to help educate the people that's not in the community. Absolutely, absolutely. And and one of the big, um, I guess, advocacy pushes I'm doing is um, hoping that Mattel in the future, mm-hmm. if they're going to continue the Barbie line, the Ken line, hopefully it will go into some of their other um, toy lines Boys. to add information about vitiligo. You know, it's great to have the doll or the toy with vitiligo, but if there's no information behind it, like on a package. Right. A, a, a QR code or something that explains, right. hey, you know, go to this QR code. Here's information about vitiligo, mm-hmm. how it impacts people, what you can do to get involved. I think that will help our journey as well. Um, and, and especially for kids. Right. And even maybe they can think about designing a, um, or GBF or somebody, or Insight or whoever, design a, um, kid-friendly specific page for vitiligo where it has games and different things they can do, you know, maybe puzzles and things they can learn more about vitiligo, you know, just something, you know, just, we have to be creative, think outside the box. Right, right. Well, you're yeah. the artist taking and run with it. Oh, I'm going to take it and run with it. I'm already running. I'm all, my, my brain is already out there. I know a lot about the toy industry um, and what sells, what doesn't sell, what they can do to repurpose some of this stuff. I'm all, My brain is already there. I'm already there. So, yeah. So I think there is going to be a lot of change in our community. Um, Partnering with Insight, I think, is going to propel us to places we've never been before. Uh, They really seem like a company that loves us so much. They want to be a part of our community. I watched the the representatives there party with us that night. And I said, okay, they're down to earth because they could have went to their rooms and did whatever. That's right. You know. And um, so I will have them on my podcast um, soon and yeah. I'll give more details when that comes up. So, yeah, we, we're making connections. And and this is not about any organization. This is about the vitiligo community. It's about connecting with everybody. As a whole. Right. Absolutely. And that includes our global. I don't want to leave them out because I know sometimes when we talk, we speak U.S. specific, but I'm not. I'm talking about everybody. Worldwide. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Um. One last thing. Um, let's let's let me ask you this: What was your highlight at the conference? You know, there are many different things that happened <laughs> that really stuck out to us. But what was one thing that was a highlight? And then 
um, then we'll transition to our closing. The comedian. <laughs> Which one? The first or the second one? The first one? No, none of them. Now, were we there sitting at the same one. table? Okay, we're gonna leave that one alone. The were we sitting at the same table? Huh? Was I what sitting at your table? No, I think you were sitting at the table in front of us. Okay, no, I could. Yeah, yeah, you was because y'all was thinking about y'all was talking about going to get some meat. Okay. Because my food got there. I didn't want my food to get cold, so I had to put my Baptist finger up and leave. Oh, gotcha. But yeah, the comedians. Um, that they were hilarious. <laughs> Uh, so hold on the story, but yeah, yeah. Um, that there was some tra- I can tell you this right now. There was some transitions. There was actually supposed to be three comedians. Right. Um, right. Scott was one of the original comedians, but the other two gentlemen um, pulled out for different gigs. Oh. And the one they had, the the one they sent. Um, I don't think it was planned. I think he just said, oh, the other guy pulled out, so I'll replace him. Yeah. Bless him. We're going to pray for him. But the highlight of the time, I was, (laughs) I liked the dancing, because, you know, we, it was just us having a good time. Right. All of the stress, all the anxiety, all the depression, all the negativity that we've been going through, living it at the dance floor, sweating it out, and just having a good time. And then Absolutely. dance with the doctors. Them doctors, I've never seen a doctor like that and not give me a bill at the end of the services. <laughs> yeah, the, the, look, and for our listeners, I'm telling you, the doctors party hard, you know, yeah, like yeah. they they truly put their titles aside Yes, and said, you know what? I'm a person and I'm going to party with my family. And they party with us. Yes. Um, and it was cool. It was no judgment. It was just let's get out there and enjoy ourselves. And I and I hope you know next year it's the same thing where we have a good time, just having a good time. Nobody's trying to you know judge how well you dance or you know what you look like. No, just enjoy the music. You know, right. let's have some fun. Right. Absolutely. And Clarence, what was, what was the hot? Oh. oh, I'm sorry. What were you saying? What was your highlight of it all? Um. Wow. Um. I really think hearing the kids' stories. Um, was, oh my gosh! That's it, it was powerful because I've always said that we as adults don't give our kids enough credit. Um, no, a no. lot of times we speak about our kids in terms of our experiences with vitiligo yeah. or childhood, and I listen to these kids say, "Mom, I'm okay. You have the issue," yeah. or "I have friends and I enjoy my friends," or you know. I've, you know, I've had a situation, but my friends stood up for me. And, and that's why I said, you know, the kids are looking at us as adults going, y'all have messed up. Yeah. You the adults. We as the kids are looking at the world through a different set of lenses. And I, I, I really think they are going to bring this community together. They're going to bring this community to heights that we've never seen before. Yeah, they will. Yeah. And as older adults, we'll go, wow, look at this. Look what they've done. Instead of the kids looking at us going, wow, look what they've done. You know, like, <laughs> our parents are really messed up, you know. You believe in a child should lead. It takes that one child's voice to lead a nation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, guidance from the adults, but these, they, they're on it. They know. They, they, and I've had my, I was talking to my son one day and he made a comment and he said, you know, 
Dad, I look at history. He said, y'all have messed things up. Sure have. I was like, well, I can't I can't deny you on that because we'll, you look at a lot of the issues that we're still dealing with in this world. It's the adults. The kids yeah. are trying to fight to say, can y'all stop? Yeah. yeah. Everything yeah. from po politics to social change, it's the kids saying, stop, enough. Yeah. My cousin's 60 years old, and she said it's because of her generation that we're messed up now. Y yes, yes. Yeah. How old are yeah. you? Oh, me? Yeah. Gosh, I got to say. All right. So for our listeners out there, I'm going to put it out on the air. Um, <laughs> yes. I. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I am proud. I'm 49. I will be 50 in September. Yes. Well, her happy early birthday. <laughs> Thank you. And I appreciate it. Because you're only that uh, age one one year. You know, that's right. I'm going to rep my age. When I turn 50, I'm going to have a good old time. And I'm going to let everybody know I'm a young looking 50. Thank you. And you still rolling so <laughs> good. When you say you right. roller skate, it's good because you can't mold, you can't get us older people on those skates. We scared we're going to break ankle. I keep trying to say, let's have a skating outing. Everybody's like, no, no, well, this is for young kids. I'm like, come on, y'all. I can't find no skates big enough. No, you really can't. <laughs> you can oh, do skateboards, strap it to your feet, right? <laughs> <laughs> and let me say this to our listeners, too. Look, I know some people are like, wow, they supposed to be talking about vitiligo. They're they cracking jokes. We got to laugh. We got to learn to live and laugh. Because if we don't laugh, we'd be somewhere balled up as a baby crying because the world ain't on our side. We got to take the right. world storm and live life the way it's supposed to be. Right. All right. Like, even, you know, even for myself, you know, working in the school system, and then we're going to wrap these up in just a minute because we still got here from Clarence, but like I joke with kids all the time, what happened to your skin? Ain't nothing happened to my skin. It's still there. And I'll pull my skin and show them. They said, well, it's gone. I said, you see my skin? I said, somebody took a giant eraser and erased my skin. I was like, ooh, I better not say that because now they're going to try to take one of those big erasers. Yeah. And then I'll say, you know, one kid thought I had superpowers because I ran the comic book club at my school. She said, well, you like oh. superheroes, don't you? I said, yeah. She said, don't you have superpowers? And that would oh. happen to your hands. I'm like, let me not lie to this child until a year. I said, no, I, I don't have superpowers. I said, I do, but it, that's not it. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I I step and somebody asked me, I used to teach a step team at school too. And he asked oh, me, what happened? Yeah, I, I, I multitask. Oh. But I told one of the kids I was stepping, and that's where my skin came off. I said, um, that's what happened to my color. I stepped all the color off. And they're like, for real? No. But then again, I start thinking about it. I said, wait a minute. Maybe there's some truth to it. I said, you know, stomping and clapping and all that for 30 years. I said, maybe I was, you know, impacting my skin <laughs> and, and, and all that stomping and stuff. And that's when my feet are all white. And I said, never know. Hey. Right. Like <laughs> but all right, y'all. Let me go to Clarence. Um, and for our <laughs> listeners, hey, we having some fun right now. Clarence, what was your highlight? Like the the one thing that just really jumped out to you? I, I think the highlight of the entire weekend for me was how everybody in the Vitiligo community embraced each other. It was like nobody met any strangers, right? No matter where you were from. You know, yes, yeah, some of you guys have actually talked on, you know, through a Zoom, via Zoom and things like that. But when everybody got there, it was like, hey, this is me. And it's like there was no, nobody was above anybody else. Everybody was on the same level. Absolutely. And everybody was equal. And it was just one big old, only thing that was missing was the barbecue grills and the space table. 
That's man, it. no, because we bring out that space table, man. You know how that get. People gonna start fighting, <laughs> they're gonna be mad, and then then we won't be friends anymore, won't be family, and we'll be talking about it for the next 10 years. Don't play space now. <laughs> yeah, but, but but you're right though, man. I mean, we lucky to win the pool party. I think we would all jump to the pool and had a great time. You know, I heard the pool was cold. I heard it was real cold in there. Oh, see, I didn't even know there was a pool. I didn't. Even, I didn't come dressed to get in the pool. It Sorry. Cold. I, it was a hot. No, it was real. Tennis said it was real hot in there. Oh, okay. where the pool was at, okay. and it had to be because they had plants in the jacuzzi. So it was oh, hot. Okay. Yeah. It was yeah. Hot. That was a, <laughs> <has> a greenhouse. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, I don't think I would have been comfortable enough. I mean, I, I love everybody, you know, but I don't think I would have been ready to go out there and jump in the pool with everybody. Not yet. Maybe, maybe next year. <laughs> and give me some time, you know, maybe 2024. Who knows? But, um, but no, but um, I want to go ahead and, and wrap things up. And I think my storm has passed. It was like a quick rumble, rumble, then was gone. So that's good. That means I'll come back at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and wrap things up. But I want you two to leave our listeners with some words of encouragement. And then I'll close this out. Uh, love yourself. Only you can love yourself the way you want to be loved. Remember to love yourself. Well, that a freak right there. Well, okay, I'm done. <laughs> can I get an amen? <laughs> All I can really tell everybody is, you know, just to treat others like you'd want to be treated and always keep God first. And, and like she said, God doesn't make mistakes, you know, so just embrace it. And, and like you said, you know, let people know, that vitiligo is not contagious, but love is. So we have to love everybody. Absolutely, absolutely. And and you know that phrase um, that I that I put on the shirt came from a poem I wrote called "How Many Times." You know, let's talk about you know how many times do we have to answer certain things, and how many times must we deal with the stares and the comments and all that. But at the end of it, you know, the very last phrase is, "How many times do I need to remind you?" that vitiligo is not contagious, love is. Right. And that's important, you know, that love is not just about loving other people, but is loving ourselves, who we are. You know, we're made in the image of God. You know, love who we are. You right. know, um, our, our vitiligo condition, disease, however you want to call it, has a purpose and has given a lot of us a purpose. We just got to know how to use it. And, you know, I understand it can be challenging for some, but when you're ready to accept your challenge, you're ready to accept your journey, you know, there are people here to walk with you and that's you don't right. have to do it alone, you know? Um, and for our listeners, that's how I want you to know, you know, you don't have to do this alone. So if you want to reach out to, you know, any of the groups, you're welcome to do that. Um, I do have a, um, podcast specific website that I use, not, not website, but email. So any of our listeners, if you want to reach out to me, you can email, uh, send me a message, not email me. Well, you email me at LLNL, that's Living Life and Love. So it's LLNL podcasts with the S on the end at gmail.com. Let me say that again. LLNL podcasts at gmail.com. So 
you can send me a message um, and I'll reply back to you. I decided to create that email separate from my personal one because I didn't want to get all my um, podcast stuff mixed up because after a while I'm looking for something that can't find it. And, you know, so I want to have that. And if somebody wanted to reach out and say, hey, I want to be on the podcast or I have a question or I want to give you a comment or a compliment or, you know, if I want to challenge you or something, you're welcome to do that. You know, you can send it there and I'll reply to you. Um, I just say with anything, let's keep it civil. Um, let's not make it a, a place to do personal attacks towards me or anybody else. You know, we are people of different opinions, but um, moving forward for anyone listening, as I wrap this up, remember to love, love, love. That's very important. Your friends, your family, your enemy, but look in that mirror and tell that person that you see, I love you. Clarence and Dawn, I thank you for being on the show. I appreciate this this opportunity to really have a conversation with you. It was wonderful meeting you at the conference. And I look forward to seeing you two again and hanging out and spending some time. You're all right with me, Mark. All right, all right, all right. And maybe one day I'll fly in the plane to Indiana. Who knows? I, look, I'm ready to fly again. Yes, you did. How was it on the way home? Was It, it was flight? great. Yeah, I had a little bit of turbulence. I'm like, uh-oh. But no, it was great. It was great. Good. So, good. yeah, so I'm looking forward to get on the plane again. I just don't know where I'm going yet. Uh, probably Dallas is my first, uh, my next trip out. Um, but we'll see. I have some yeah. other destinations. But for our listeners, I thank you for tuning in to Living Life and Love. I appreciate it. Y'all take care. God bless. Take care. Thank you for listening to Living Life and Love with your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. Bitfriends Podcasts are sponsored by my Vitiligo team. 